Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Episode number 115 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. As usual, right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, right here in the Buckatorium. That's uh, the studio that we're in for any new listeners. Uh, we're right here in scenic Sherrard, Illinois. Sherrard, Illinois for new listeners, too. Sorry, we're always getting new listeners, and we're happy you guys are here. Um, I'm Steve. In the studio right now is Kurt, Eric, and Mon- Moneybags, Mark Reif. Guys... Middle of deer season, it's the middle of rut. I've checked Facebook; all the memes say so, and I've seen that squirrel. And I'm... tomorrow's the apocalypse in Illinois. Yeah, and you know uh, what? It's... Hey, I'm good. Oh man, I'm good. It... Hey, you know what? It's Bear's a... good in Iowa. I'm good yeah. for another two weeks. Tomorrow is uh, the start of a shotgun season. Which uh, here's a huge thing. As all the guys at work have been saying, little buck season. Yeah, little buck <laughs> season. Uh, you know, I, I've never, I've always wished uh, every shotgun hunter to be safe. But I hope they have 
awful weather to hope the deer are bedded down all weekend <laughs> just to just make it through the weekend, little buddies. Well, I think mm-hmm. your wish is coming true, Steve. Yeah, yeah it's going to be terrible weather, and I am grinning ear to ear. However, it's kind of bittersweet because this We're year, joking half. half. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> not really. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll say I'm not. But this year is different because yes, the ahead. Illinois DNR actually, uh, as a few months ago, and we've confirmed it, you know, there's internet um, rumors going around. They put it on their Facebook, so... It's legit. Gotta be we true. talked about it for like a day trying to figure it yeah. out, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. and uh, I called a couple DNR officers. Here's the deal, um, and you know, good luck trying to do this now. But if you have a valid firearm tag and you have a valid Foyd card and you're on private ground and wearing blaze orange, you can legally take a deer with your bow or any uh, archery. I think they. If you're disabled, I think you can still do with a crossbow. crossbow any yes. legal, they said any legal archery device um, in the first season you can you can use. So that's awesome. You know, now we don't have to sit around. You know, just knowing that everything we've worked so hard for is getting blown away by a slug. <laughs> Again, we're only kidding, but it's at it, it is that time of it's year. It's a weird where, time, man. Because there's like a way we won't get too far into it. We got other things to talk about, but. It's like a weird divide, and like in a way, which is it's un- unfortunate. There's a divide, but it's different, different types of hunting, like archery versus gun, and that's like a big thing. Like you talk to someone, oh, do you bow hunt or gun hunt? Well, then that go that dictates how your conversations are, yep. which is a good. Uh, it's probably more of a negative thing when you really look at it all the way through, but it's almost that you know what you can and can't talk about. Like, uh-huh. oh, I've only gun hunted. Well, you spent, you know what I mean. You haven't really. You haven't really hunted that much, in my opinion, I guess. I'm going to get... Am I going to get shit for this? Uh, you <laughs> well, you might a little bit, but it's all right. But it- but here's the here's the, the the other thing, too. I mean, you see a lot of guys that are so stoked. Like, when they shoot, they're like, it's my first buck with a bow or my first deer with a bow. And it seems like, you know, they might be more excited because it, it, archery is more of a challenge. And that's no, well, there's nothing that it, you can argue is with. Is it the Fred it Bear is. quote where... Uh, where a gun hunter's hunt ends, a bow hunter's hunt begins. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. how I was. I gun hunted forever, and once I shot one with a bow, I won't. Never it just doesn't gun, do I it. never gun hunted again after that. Yeah, yeah, and it, it it's really not a problem. If, if you gun hunt, I mean, hey, at least you're getting out there. You know, you're you're filling meat. We're but, just kind of you know bittersweet. We're poking because... fun, but that but that, like saying that I've killed deer with guns. Mm-hmm. I think we um, all have here. I'm a muzzle. I've never killed deer with a shotgun. I'm a muzzleloader guy, which doesn't make it any different. Shoots further. Just only get one shot. Yeah, but I'll get the tags, and like this year, I got tags because I'm like, well, that's days in November that I can't hunt with my bow, and I don't have vacation time. I'm gonna go with the muzzleloader. Well, this changed, and now we can go with our bow in Illinois, and I'm gonna just go with my bow with blaze orange on, just standing out. What's up, yeah, guys? there you go. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> yeah, standing up in a tree. You mean <laughs> just just waiting, looking standing across up, the field, seeing guys pushing deer. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Pushing deer right underneath you. Yeah. Hey, yeah, buddy. Gonna, hey, don't cross that fence, but thank you. Best uh, time for your neighbors to help you out. Walk underneath you. Hey, you hunting? I was. Yeah, I, I was until, you Did know. Did you see you... anything? Yeah. So, anyway, bad. I mean. It's too bad they announced it so late, though, man. Because yeah, I tried did. to go down and get a tag for my county, and they were <gasps> sold out. I couldn't believe I got a and tag. I was like, great. I got an either sex tag. Like, after we heard that, after work, I went, and I was like. I I wasn't even optimistic. I was like, I better check just because. And I, they legitimately had a tag, and I got one. I was like, there's no it's by way. design. You think? Well, yeah. are, they, are they usually always sold out every year? 
Not always. Um, I mean, usually. You had to. I mean, I wouldn't wait like with Steve. Well, Steve got lucky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really lucky. Normally, if I'm like, oh man, I should probably get a tag. I forgot to apply. To go down the first second day, you can get. Them. Yeah. Usually do you think do. this? I mean, because they passed this law, they sold a lot more tags. I. I don't, I don't think know. so. I don't think so. I think there's still a quota for every county. I think there's guys like like Kurt who, um, you know, I remember you said you're like, hey, dude, I bought a firearm tag because. And I remember you like went out of your way to text me, and I was like, I'm not going to judge you, but all of a sudden this comes out, and you're like, awesome. Did this really happen? Well, I thought I'd let you know, man. I bought a firearms tag. <laughs> uh, hope, <laughs> hope you're there to comfort me in my desperate times. I was. Steve. Actually, actually, you know what? He didn't text me. We were, uh, we were in the car together, and we sat and cried a little bit in the Walmart parking lot, but, you know, it, it, you know it's all with the territory. See, in Iowa, though, we don't have a quota for our sex tags. Oh, it's just no. a quota for the doe tags. Uh-huh. Interesting. So you can go anytime and get any sex tag. Well, it's different though because you guys can only kill one buck, right? In Iowa, correct? A year. And well, I mean, like one buck bow, and then yeah. you can get an any sex tag for shotgun or muzzleloader. Yeah, you can kill two oh. bucks. Over you there. can kill two. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the same thing here. You just can't. It's the same thing here. Yeah. Yeah. And over here on this side of the. The stream, except the over here, you can kill as many does as you keep buying tags for. Yeah, them. right. <laughs> yeah, see, our counties have quotas for our doe tags. So. Next year, do you think they'll issue more tags? To I hope they don't because that'll make for bigger deer in our future. Because yeah. I think yeah. a lot of guys are going to bow hunt. Right. Somebody said they they thought maybe, and I, I kind of agree with them. Maybe like a hybrid tag or like a special, but you know, you have to be on private. Ground, which isn't yeah, but they're not going to issue. Are they going to issue more of those either sex tags? I just yeah, I'm you, curious. I think you keep the same quota, but you just have a harder time in the lottery if people Ooh. more people apply. You know, that's yeah, it's that'll generate revenue. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, well, this is uh, we could talk about four episodes yeah. on this topic, um, but we need to we need to move on. We just thought that was a a big topic that we need to talk about. Um, absolutely. You know, it is the middle of deer season. We keep on pushing on. Could not do it without the help of our friends. HHA Sports. HHA Sports. Scott Bakken from HHA. He's been on the show. He's in Kansas right now on the struggle bus right now getting after a deer. So um, we're trying to – oh, excuse me. about choking died. We're trying to push some <laughs> uh, some good luck his way. So luck of the podcast. We're trying well, to push it that way a little ho- bit. Hopefully something dies for Scott, you know. We'll fan it down there. <laughs> Speaking of Kansas, is uh, Dan Drake from Scent Crusher still uh, – is he still in Kansas? I don't even know. I do not know. I know that dude's I busy. So. The guy's yeah. everywhere. Man, I love that guy. Scent Crusher. Guys, uh, go check out everything that they've got. I know we've been using some of the bags and uh, the Ozone Goes. In the closets. Uh, in the closets. Amazing. Yeah, I, Mark, you want to pass me HHA koozie over there? Yep. <laughs> I love it. I'm really asking for one, but it was a good plug. No, no, those are good koozies, actually. <laughs> that, that's like the best koozie I've ever used. But um, Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. Scott, uh, right down there in Viola, he's... Gonna have a busy weekend this weekend. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's probably yeah. his busiest week. I mean, busiest time of the year, ain't it? Oh, oh, yeah. this weekend, without yeah, a doubt. This Dun- right here, this weekend pays his mortgage for the next seven yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this weekend <laughs> alone. <laughs> um. So yeah, veteran shadow. Who you got? Do you have anyone specific? Or you... Man, you know what? Um, I want to bring it back to HHA. And we always, uh, we always shout him out. He's a good buddy of ours, Gene Miller. Gino. I mean, you know, well, I, I'll shout him out. Every week, I don't well, care. Describe, I just HHA good sent out veterans, yeah, uh, t- like their special edition, t-shirt, like a, yeah. a special edition T-shirt, and Gene got one, and he. We're gonna share the picture. Uh, the shirts are awesome. Yeah, that's cool. It's it like is, a it sand 
Brown, I guess, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Yeah, they uh, they, they took care of all the vets that um, shared, and he's super appreciative. And, um, you know, I just – I do want to take a genuine moment out. Um, you know, we haven't really talked about it, but, uh, you know, shot a doe on uh, Friday, and, you know, everybody gave me the, you know, congratulations, like we all do, you know, in the in the chat or whatever, text messages. But when Gene just – all he said was, hey, congrats, buddy. For some reason, it's just because that guy is like one of the greatest human beings I've ever met. So you just felt like a deeper appreciation. I don't know. I just started like choking up and I was like, you're such a good person to be telling me this. Oh, my God. And like, I, I you know, there's well, since that dough, Steve has joined 14 pro staff. So oh, yeah. He's telling us how to hunt. Exactly, guys. Yeah. You know how it goes. But um, yeah, no, that was, um, you know, Gene means it. Gene's awesome. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. and that's the thing. You he's know, so he's so genuine. Yeah. And I and you know, I want to take this time. Yeah, as we're thinking, I want to share with a quick quick story. I get a text from him one day. Hey, what are you doing? Ah, uh, nothing. Sitting in my house. Okay, I got something for you. Like what? He's like, what's your address? So I give it to him, and he shows up. There's a knock on the door, and I open the door, and there is Gene holding a Stone Cold Steve Austin T-shirt, <laughs> and he's like, dude. He goes, I don't know if you'll fit into this. He's like, but I was buying uh, buying my kid a game, and I saw this, and it was like for a dollar because we bought it. And I go, I know he's going to like that. And he bought it, and he was so excited to give it to me. And he's <laughs> like, you know, wear it if you want, if you don't fit into it. And I still have that shirt, and every time I look at it, I think it's – I can't fit into it yet. It was only like a 1X. <laughs> we need to do a thing where our listeners need to – like just they see Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt, just send them into you. Yeah. My, oh, yeah. My goal is to make it to where you wear nothing but Stone Cold Steve Austin T-shirts. I, I you wouldn't be mad possi- about it. No. I, I can bit. make that a possibility. But, um, you know, Gene is a, uh, is, is a veteran, and, um, you know, without guys like him, you know, we couldn't do this podcast. Went off the deep end a little bit, but we're just so – I appreciate everything he did for this country and just everything he does um, just as like a as, – as a friend. You know what I mean? So I, I don't want to keep dragging along, but uh, Gene, thank you so much for your service and thank you for being a good friend. Now we, let's get into – If we the, talk any longer, Gene, Steve's going to get a little weird with you. you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Gene, listen, there was a – this okay, way you were wearing On the, the podcast today, <laughs> uh, the company WinPro, David from WinPro, is going to join us and tell us about their product and kind of – What it's all about. Yeah, get into the company a little bit. Uh, WinPro, I've been seeing them everywhere. The Lin, Our buddies, the Lindsay's from the Lindsay Way, mm-hmm. use them. And uh, that's really what got us kind of curious about the products. And we've had the chance to kind of play with it, or me and Eric have, and – Steven, Mark, I don't know if you've... No, I used it. Oh, you did? Yeah, I went out uh, yesterday. We have one right now in the studio open, and uh, we'll explain it, and, and we'll have links to all of it in the description of the episode. So we'll get David on here, and I hope you guys enjoy. So uh, with us on the phone right now as we speak, we're speaking to him, we've got Dave Healy from WinPros. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Because it is evening. Hey, guys, I'm doing very well. How about you? Man, another day in paradise. I'm doing fine because I've killed a deer already. Steve's doing good. He's killed a deer already. But we got two people in here, Dave, that are a little, little. Uh, yeah, rub little, it in, rub it in. Frustrated with their season. We're passing. Eric and Mark are struggling a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Passing little ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, uh, you guys, uh, we sent you some product to check out. Did you have a chance? I think you've only had it for a couple of days, so not really. Uh, you're not really able to give it a good test once over, but uh, 
uh, how did you use it? We got to play with it. Um, I had, so you sent us two Doe Estrus and then two Dominant Buck. Mm-hmm. Mark's the only one who hasn't um, got to play. Mark's our taxidermist. Mm-hmm. Um, deer knowledge expert here, so he's busy mounting dead deer and doing what he does. So, but uh, they like it. I put some out on a scrape, some of the doe estrus stuff, and um, I actually used it as a wind checker too because I figured, you yeah. know, it's that time of year. Why not right. puff a little bit into the air, see what the wind's doing, and get that doe estrus smell out into the wind there. Sure, um, sure. It's convenient. I gotta say, I like it better than liquid. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it doesn't make a mess. Right. So, did you use yours at all, Steve? Yeah, I, I did. I uh, actually got to get out yesterday, and I found a on because uh, I, I picked up another property just like a week ago. But I went back to the old uh, property that I was hunting because it was closer, and I found a new scrape, and I put a little bit in. And um, you know, if I can, if I can talk about maybe my experience about you know what I what I thought about it so far, your trail camera, what your that picture you got? No, 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 that was that. Um, Different ground, okay. Yeah, so, uh, you know, when I opened the package, you know, I was kind of, uh, you know, messing around with it a little bit, and uh, I, I, the first thing I thought, I was like, dude, I know I'm going to like this product because, you know, like Kurt does, you know, where he checks wind a little bit, it was just super soft. I put it on a scrape, and it, you know, it's like, follow directions. Directions are really easy. Put a little bit on there, and the best thing about it was, like, it had a little clip on it, and I was like, man, this is super easy. Even I could figure it out, and I was just <laughs> pumped, man. I was like, yes! <laughs> Finally, so I don't have to have something in my pocket where I've got to, like, reach for, because I had some of the other, uh, you know, like, wind checker stuff, but I I don't know. Steve's was... all about ergonomics here, Dave. I am. I, like, I don't like things being too difficult. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep, yep. I, I, I totally understand. You know, we, uh, we the, the initial design was without the – talk about ergonomics um, – the initial design was without the dimples on there. And we figured, you know, most of us bow hunters in particular are going to be wearing gloves when we're handling it. And let's put some dimples on there to, you know, make it really easy for you to kind of grab and hold on to. And obviously the carabiner was, was the big thing. Um, yeah, it just makes it very simple. Put the right to your binoculars or your belt loop and you're good to go. And, Obviously, the ease, um, you know, you don't have to mess around with any liquids. And, you know, the li- liquids, uh, uh, they can be difficult. They can be messy. And there's a better chance of contaminating these scrape sites, you know, with liquids. Because, uh, it, you know, how do you get liquid on a licking branch, which we believe are the key to these mock scrapes, um, you know, without touching it, contaminating it with human hands. Or, you know, the, the hands are probably the stinkiest part of us. And uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> anything we touch, you know, you have to pick up on it. It's, it's pretty crazy. But, uh, you know, it's it's been a it's been a fun, fun ride. But uh Obviously, we're challenged with a couple of things. Uh, we've been around for five years or so, a little over. And, um, you know, the challenge for us has been A, we're synthetic. Um, I think, uh, synthetics have kind of a bad rap, um, throughout the industry. Right. Um, I've people heard, are uh, skeptic I've about heard... it or? Yeah, they're pretty skeptical about it. I've, I've heard of good things. Obviously, I've been studying these mock scrapes and 
studying what's out there in the marketplace and you know trying to get a firm grasp and grasp and, and I like to talk to people about it but uh, you know the um, the synthetics yeah but haven't had a good good grab and then you know here we are at, at four states of man urine based sets now so now suddenly it kind of uh, we become more cognizant about about that um, we kind of believe that more states are going to jump on that same bandwagon unfortunately but uh, mm. and then the uh, the other thing is the challenge is it's a powder so okay we've got synthetic and we're powder, and you know how skeptical we hunters are. <laughs> right. Yeah. We we are about everything. So it's it, you know it's been a it's been a challenge for us. Um, but uh, I don't know if you all have been to our our Facebook page, uh, mm-hmm. Facebook dot com forward slash the wind pros. But uh, for the past five years, you know, all we've been doing is taking these timely uh, mock scrape videos. We run about, I don't know, 36 cameras in a couple of different states, and mm-hmm. you have field staffers and pro staffers that send us videos. But all we do is is, is uh, post these videos constantly. And, uh, you know, we've, we've generated a pretty pretty great following from that. I think we're, you know, we're close to 30,000 followers on Facebook, uh, Instagram, we're, we're slowly climbing, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the content is, is really neat because everybody loves to see a big buck, but, um, you know, everyone else and, and particularly our competitors, they put these still photos up on social media, you know, TV spots and that, and you can't see what the deer is doing. Mm-hmm. There's a deer standing there, but what we found is when we were running our trail cameras on video, we get to see a deer being a deer. Mm-hmm. We get to see the deer, you know, rub the tarsal glands together, interact with the licking branches. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is fabulously interesting, and uh, I think the content is great. So I, I think people are are, are uh, you know eating it up, but at the same time. You know, you get a lot of guys that are skeptics and they're like, yeah, that's, that's not real. <laughs> you know, right. or, or, or these are 10 deer and yeah, no, no. And it's like, um, it was kind of funny when we first started, uh, posting these videos and, and, you know, they were, we like to post big bucks, big matures, you know, right, right. cause if you can, uh, if you can fool a mature white tail, uh, you know, that's something. And so we right. were constantly po- posting these these big bucks on there, and we got got guys and gals going, yeah, these are pedigree, that's fake, and and you know, as uh, you know, this is my baby, I I invented it, <laughs> you know, right. hard not to take personal, but oh, it's yeah, kind no. of funny. I, I started to uh, you know, I would respond to everyone's time comment you know not in a negative way but just like no i mean this is this is legit these are all this is this was here this was on uh, you know public land this is on private land right and then uh eventually kind of morphed into every video i put together i'll put all wind pro videos are 100 percent wild 
fair chase whitetail. <laughs> and it's, it's sad you got to clarify that because it's right. uh it's Facebook. Everyone can just call anybody out on anything. Like yeah, you come must on, be on man. a closed right. archery group or something. <laughs> like, come on, yeah. man. Come on, man. Yeah. So like yeah, some of the archery groups who won't say exact names. You can you can post something. You have a hundred people rip you on it and give you crap about something. Yep. But uh, but yeah, like you said, like hunters were so skeptical about products we use and. I think it's the time put in and people have had something work really well for them and something else not work so well. And so like a new yep. product or something different, like how you said synthetic, it's kind of like, whoa, 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 well, synthetic. So can you kind of explain how you get the scent in the powder and how it all kind of goes together? Well, it's, uh, it's pretty darn complicated. I'm not going to lie to you. You don't got to give away um, your secret formula, but can you kind right. of give us like a... Chinese secret. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you know, it was uh, it, it was kind of a... I don't know. I don't know how you could say it. I guess it was kind of an accident because uh, initially, you know, we started uh, making this for scent blocker. And, uh, you know, this was, uh, seven years ago. Um, we had just the wound sucker. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of, kind of an interesting story, but it's, it takes a long time to explain. But, uh, so Scott Schultz from Scent Blocker was like, Hey, can you put the Scent Blocker logo on that wind checker? And we said, Well, sure. Mm-hmm. We could do that. We, we'd be happy to. We figured, you know, they, they would they would sell a lot of them and uh, would just become the original equipment manufacturer for them and done that. Right. So, um, but we started manufacturing this for them, putting their logo on it. And then they came back as, I think it was Scott's idea. He said, okay, can you put a scent in there? And I have to backtrack for a second. And... Uh, <laughs> for me and my business partner, Brian Troxel, um, we, they said, oh, we'll put a scent in it. Now, we were, we were avid non-scent guys. Um, just, <laughs> I, you know, there are a lot of us. Yeah, I, uh, I, was, I was one of those guys. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could not pay us any amount of money to use a scent. I mean, we, we had Minnesota primarily and we call them you know phd deer i mean every one of them i think is you know passing their mensa exams with flying colors oh i love that i love that i'm using that from now on that's a great i love that (laughs) phd deer but uh yeah so we were like oh great yeah well we don't really want to do that and you know this that and the other thing and we so we we said okay they want a scent so we and this this took forever it took a year just to produce a couple of physical samples to try it but uh, so we had to come up with a synthetic we knew we had to go synthetic can't do it it's a thing with natural deer urine so um, so we formulated some some issues with uh, using synthetics, but the, the synthetics are oil-based products. So we had to figure out a way how to turn an uh, oil-based product into a powder and then incorporate that into our wind checker. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we Brian and I were were just adamant, you know, this wasn't going to work. It's just going to spook them. And so, mm-hmm. um, it was my idea 
I mean, this, this was a scented windpecker. And so it was my idea. I said, well, you know what? I'm going to make some mock scrapes. I'm going to puff the powder on the licking branches. I'm going to puff some, make a scrape, and I'm going to throw one of those video cameras. We used to run with those wildlife eyes. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I remember seeing the prototypes was in like a plastic ammo can back in the day. And you hooked it your, was giant. You hooked, <laughs> yeah, and you hooked your little Sony Handycam to it, and it was like, because 35 millimeter trail cams were like the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, back in the day where they just started doing HD, those uh, handy cams. So we started doing that. But uh, what a great product that was. It was just not very. Uh, <laughs> so let's just say we've come a, come a long way, right? Yeah. Technology but, passed it and kind of deleted the wildlife eye. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But it, it was a great camera, and it didn't spook the, the, the IR glow, didn't spook deer as far as we could tell. But uh, anyway, um, you know, so Brian and I are talking, well, okay. And I said, well, I'm going to make some mock scrapes, and I'm going to throw a, a, a trail cam over it. And he goes, well, we're not testing it on my property. <laughs> well, why would you? Yeah. Brian, uh, he lives in Rochester, Minnesota, and he's got an 80, which is in southeast, and that's, you know, hill country, mm-hmm. trout streams, big Minnesota deer. That's that's where our giants are. And, uh, yeah, he was adamant. He goes, we're not testing it on my property. I'm like, oh, fine. Okay, well, we'll do it. We'll do it on mine. And so, uh, you know, I just made one, threw the camera up there. Left it there for a week, and, and I came back fully expecting, you know, negative reactions. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, I'm looking at the footage, and, you know, there's dough, and there's another dough, and there's dough, and they're licking the powder off the licking branches. Mm-hmm. They're utilizing the scrape. And then there's a young buck, and there's a, uh, you know, three-and-a-half-year-old on it. And I'm, I'm like, what? No way. So I... Uh, I called Brian and I said, buddy, you're not going to believe this, but I, I've got video of the deer actually licking the powder off the licking branches. He's like, yeah, oh, come on. So I showed him the, the video <laughs> and he's like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, let's give it a go on my property. And then fast forward five years, we literally have thousands of hours <laughs> of video, <laughs> video of these deer, um, you know, matures coming back, back and you know, it's it's uh, it's just crazy to us. I mean, for the past three years, every November would come by and we'd just like scratch our heads, going, "Why aren't we sold out?" Mm-hmm. And you know, the answer to that is we're synthetic, we're mm-hmm. powder. We've got a very skeptical audience out there, and uh, we'll just uh, try and prove it to people one one uh, customer at a time. Well, right. and, I mean, uh, oh, I was just going to say, you know, you got to wonder the guy who invented the first spinner bait. Someone's like, oh, you're not using a worm. It's like, hey, look, it's not real. I wonder if it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know, if <laughs> I'm just saying if, if fish have caught on, you know, to like you can use like a plastic worm. Who knows? You know, I mean, yep. it, you, you always got to be optimistic about about things and things, and we are here too. I mean, we're willing to always give things a try, um, right? And you know, we're we're curious. 
I remember seeing yeah. the product come out on the commercials on hunting shows at least five years ago, and I always thought, boy, that's really cool, because mm-hmm. you even had the video of the deer doing that to the licking branch and stuff way back then. And I, yep. you know, I'm not, I'm, yep. I'm not a big scent guy either. But I'm, I, I, I never ordered it, but I always wanted to, and so I just thought, you know, it's, it's kind of a different thing, like you said, with the liquid. It's kind of a mess where this, you know, powder can stay on the branches, even if it rains. I would imagine that it would still hold up a little better, even up. like on the bottom of the branch. If yeah, you can st- hold uh-huh. up a little better, yeah. even if it yeah. goes down to the ground, I think it would, it would, you know, it almost be better than liquid because liquid seemed to be evaporate, yeah. evaporate eventually. Yeah, yeah. I think yep. it, I think we it's put a, a idea. we put a little uh, a little extra something something in there to uh, that, that makes mm-hmm. the moisture reactivate it. Uh, so we, uh, yep. So we tell guys, uh, you know, a lot of people say, Hey, well, how often do you refresh? And, uh, you know, the, the good answer is, you know, two to three weeks, um, unless you've had a torrential downpour and then you'd probably want to refresh it just like the, the bucks will do. Um, you know, when you have a big, uh, heavy precip um, event come by, they will frequent those sites and remark them. Because they want their scent there too. Well, I'm, pr- I'm, so pretty, I'm pretty excited because we put this on. I think five scrapes tonight, so we're really excited to see what happens. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Now, yeah. where are you guys? Uh, where are you guys hunting out primarily? So, do you know where? Oh, I'll ask you this. Do you know where the Quad Cities are in uh, Illinois, yeah. Iowa? Yeah. We're. Um, oh yeah. Our studio is just south of the Quad Cities. Um, all the Illinois boys are pretty close. Eric is the only Iowa boy. Yep, I'm which, the odd one out. So, uh, but yeah, just south of the Quad Cities. And then for people who don't know, we're always like, you know where John Deere's made in Moline? Just south of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty soon it's going to be, hey, don't you know where the Working Class Bowhunter podcast is? Yeah, yeah about 20 miles north yep. is where the Quad yep. Cities is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know. The, well, the, yeah, give it give it some time. You know, we, uh, we've been preaching... Um, to start your scrapes early. And, and in fact, um, just this year, we started running the dominant buck all year round. Obviously, you know, scrapes are, are, are uh, visited year round. And you can get to, you can actually make a mock community scrape. And uh, I, uh, I've i never really done that. I mean, I've, I've put some out in April and March and on occasion just to see how it worked. And, you know, I got some interaction. But this is the first year, a guy from Nova Scotia, um, actually said, you're running this year-round, right? And I'm like, no. He goes, you need to. He did last year. And so <laughs> Nova Scotia gets it. Um, they have been, uh, you know, they've been dealing with the urine-based ban for, I think, the past six seasons. Really? <clears throat> and, yeah. And, and they're, they're, they're into their hunting up there. But um, we cannot keep the product on their shelves. Really? We've sold out. We've sold out. Uh, I don't know, probably a dozen times in the five or six uh, retail shops we're in up there. They cannot keep it on their shelves. Oh, There's a so year, a urine ban up there. It's probably urine based yep. disease or something. Yes. Really? I, I, good, I didn't yeah. know that. CWD. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing that's going on in Arkansas and Virginia. Yep. And in parts of Pennsylvania and Texas, um, they're concerned about um, CWD, and so they're banning um, the urine-based scents. And what the what the um, what the United you know, States 
the DNR are concerned about are the deer farms where it's collected. That's where okay. um, you know they, they they're finding some some issues about uh, the CWD. You know, remember when the elk farms were everywhere and and they got shut down in a heartbeat because of the uh, same same disease. Um, kind of mm. rifled through that whole industry. It's been shut up. I would think that would um, be where the synthetic would take over, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, yep. 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 You would think. So uh, you know, I, <laughs> I think we're poised to. Uh, I think we're poised to to do well, but you know, without you know any bans in place or whatever, um, you know, we we feel so strongly. We we've seen. We've been convinced. Well, that works. Uh, now we're just trying to con- convince uh, everybody else, and it'll and I'll start with you guys. Um, I'm excited that you called it out. Yeah, give it a little time. As I was saying, you know, we, we preach start number really with the dominant buck, and then as the rut approaches, you know, you add the bill instead. So we're just putting the bill in. The hey, Dave, sorry, and, your uh, your phone just got pretty muffly. I don't know what what, what went on there. Oh my goodness! Probably a power surge in the refrigerator. <laughs> there you go. Okay. What do you open it up to get a couple cold ones or something? <laughs> I wish. I wish. Wait a minute. Um, are, are you on a landline? I, I am not in a landline. Okay. No. All right. All right. It sounds good now, but uh, yeah. You know what you said with the the bands in those state on the deer you're in. I just kind of was brainstorming. I wonder if you could infuse this powder into a plastic to where you could just pull this plastic thing out of a bag, hang it from a tree branch, and it would smell. Just and, and over time, kind of dry out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you you mean uh, you mean my scrape vines? Yeah, yeah Mark. Mean, what? <laughs> scrape vines? I didn't understand. What you said. Well, yeah. That is that. Uh, that is actually what we're working on next. Oh, oh, really? Oh, hey, I'm really about this. I'm really we, smart. We didn't give it away, did we? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I just, I just, I just gave, I just gave the way front from a, you know, a podcast the name of it too. Yeah, uh, but uh, you uh-oh. know, it, it's kind uh-oh. of fun. It, it, it's kind of funny. Um, you know, a couple of these mock uh, scrapes I have on my farm. Um, the deer just wore out the licking branches. I mean, it destroyed them. And I've got this great, perfect spot. It's a pinch point, you know, leading from bedding to, to uh, a food source. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, you know, deer love to scrape the air up. But um, they just decimated this overhanging limb, so there's nothing there. So I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a grapevine, which they grow all over the place, and I'm going to tie one end, uh, a loop in one end, and, of course, I'm using rubber gloves. Um, so I tied a, 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 a loop in one end of the grapevine and then hung it on a, a limb that was a little bit higher and had the, the grapevine dangle down, you know, to perfect, you know, belly to, to eye height. Mm-hmm. And you know, puffs a little powder on on that, and now I'm, I'm doing that on almost every one if I don't have perfect licking branches. For some <laughs> reason, for some reason, the deer just love the vertical hanging uh, licking branches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rather, you know, you know, I've tried them on on you know branches that are kind of curved up, and uh, you know, they'll interact with that. But anything that's kind of pointed towards the ground, man, it's, it's like a magnet to them. So, um, but, hmm. you know, 
implementing that with uh, <laughs> some crazy, crazy success. Well, I think I'm going to, uh, this is gun, this weekend is gun weekend for in Illinois. So I'm going to not tromp around the woods and sit because you can hunt with a bow now. But I think next yep. week, you know, we're getting into, getting into the end of November. I'm going to make some uh, mock scrapes or find some scrapes that are pre-existing. And I'm going to put my camera over them on video. So can you kind of like say someone gets this product? Can you run through the process of like how much to put on the ground what you try to yeah. put on the branches, and then if you try to do anything else and kind of making the perfect mock scrape or adding to a, an existing scrape? Yep. Yeah. You know, existing scrapes are, are a no-brainer, and typically we'll, we'll tough the uh, dominant buck, and we go really light. We tell people light, 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 just a couple of little pucks. A little goes a long way with our stuff. Um, you know, we got... <laughs> We've had some guys that you know empty the bottle uh, in one spring, and and they're they're like, well, this doesn't work. Hey, go big or go home, right? (laughs) (laughs) Spent all this money, better make sure it works. One scrape later, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I'm gonna empty it out. You know, no, you know, because each bottle you can you can make you know 15 to 30 mock scrapes. So you go light. We we think that's key. Yep. And, uh, you know, as if it's rut, right now it's go time in, in Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, we've Midwest. seen the Facebook it, memes, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's going. It's, it's on right now. So, obviously, we're running buck, or both. So, we're, we're putting, uh, we're putting the, the dough in the scrape to heat them up. And then, uh, but existing scrapes, I always love to hit it with dominant buck. And then uh, put a little dough in there, too. Um, but my favorite thing now, now you guys just put this out, so I'll, I'll give it some time. Now, typically, typically scrapes are kind of ignored during the prime or the, you know, the, the full on rut, mm-hmm. um, when, the, when the breeding lockdown's going on, they're kind of ignored. Um, however, that has not been the case on my scrapes, um, this year for some reason, but usually there's a, you know, a five to 10 day period where I don't see much scrape activity at all, but that's, that has not been the case this year, but typically um, that has been the case. But my favorite time to uh, monitor these scrapes is post lockdown. That's when I get the best videos and sightings of the matures. The matures love to come to these mock scrapes after lockdown. It, and, and they come back again and again. It's almost you can you can set a clock to it. It's like every two to three days, they'll come back to that scrape to market and to see who's been there. Huh. Is that so kind of a, like a like a into the rut desperation thing by those mature animals that are? Is that kind of what you think that is? Like they're getting kind of like I'm going to check these scrapes, see who's in the area, and then that putting this into yeah. the scrape brings them back. Like okay. There's something Some, to it. Something like, here. There's something here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Who's that guy she's been running around with? He's not a yep. man. Yep. <laughs> it, it's amazing what kind of uh, information they can gain from their noses by these scents. Um, they, they, can, uh, they can basically get the approximate age, sex, obviously, and what uh, estrus cycle they're in, whether they're coming into it or coming out of it, by visiting these mock scrapes. 
Isn't that just crazy? Yeah. It is nuts. It blows your mind. I, yeah, I, I mean, most people don't really know what they just think. Oh, it's just a, a buck, you know, mark and like a dog pees on a on a, uh, a post uh, or fence post or, or yeah, and and it is kind of like that. However, the difference being the dog's mark in his territory, um, but. Uh, and, and the dog actually, you know, smells what else has been there. But uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the bucks are actually gaining more information than, say, a deer would. I mean, than a, than a dog would. So right, right. It's just, it's just, it's just fabulously interesting. Well, you like, know what's I, funny is kind of what you mentioned about the video, like how the wildlife eye, the wildlife eye really did change a lot in our industry. Like mm-hmm. that kind of was yeah. the evolution of the modern trail camera, and. But before that, like how you said, just pictures, you never really got to see what the deer was actually doing at like a scrape. And it's like now we can actually monitor that and see their body language and what they do and how they react. Like when you when you put this stuff out on scrapes, you can actually see how, like you said, people are doubting if they're real wild, real wild animals reacting to your product. And (laughs) like, you know, hopefully more of a positive way. But, you know. I'm sure deer might get spooky at anything because some deer are just like that. They have their PhD, if you will, which I'm going to use that forever from now on. So thank you for that. But it's just like some deer are so hard to fool. And I think that's where the skeptic mindset comes in for a lot of bow hunters. But uh, like for you sure. said, we're getting into that post rut time where, you know, if you're, when you're experienced, you you're finding the mature bucks are coming back every two, three days checking this. It's, I think it's desperation. Like, the rut's closing up. They know it's their only time to get some. They oh yeah, yeah. You, next year. You've yep. been you've been to a bar at last last call. You know you're like, uh, <laughs> let me see. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. We're we're, we're good here, gentlemen. <laughs> it, it's a, last call for these deer. I got a solid question. That's exactly right. I got a solid question for you. A lot of times, guys will say, "Oh well, bucks only visit scrapes at night." Since you're the guy that probably has done as much video of a scrape as anybody. What percentage would you say is at night compared to daytime? I mean, as far as a guy, you know, getting a chance to shoot that buck on the scraper, is it mostly at night, would you say? Well, I'd say, you know, with, without the rut being in play, um, 90% of it is nocturnal. Okay. Um, but during the rut and particularly pre-rut and particularly Post-rut, meaning, you know, after lockdown, I've, you know, the rut's still going on. Um, I would say we're in first. lockdown right now. Yeah. I'd say we're yeah. at the tail yeah. end of it. Yep. And I um, I had a uh, I had a 160-inch white tail at 3.30 working a mock scrape yesterday. Wow. And uh, uh, that was daylight. So um, they, the daylight pickups, uh, the daylight visits, pick up dramatically around the rut definitely pre-rut definitely post-rut and when i'm when i say post-rut i mean you know after the after the you know the heat of it the heart of it um after you know, the magic the happens. Still going on. yeah after after the magic they're, they're they're still out there so and then yeah i mean it's not uncommon to see you know some mature show up at you know twelve thirty on a mock scrape you know, in December 3rd or 4th or 5th, yeah, at least in Minnesota, Iowa. Right. Illinois. 
Well, when people yeah. when people say that about oh they only come at scrapes at night anyway, you know you're still keeping that deer interested in what's going on in that area. So he may stay there longer. He may check Bed that closer. spot. Yeah, yeah, he may check that spot more often. You know, so it's not just that you're going to shoot him on the scrape. He might stay in that area longer. It's a good point. Um, you know, you know, the, 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 it's totally funny. Um, you know, on, on my farm, I told you guys I've been running these uh, mock scrapes year round. So um, throughout the year, I've posted you know over a hundred you know two three minute videos of these uh, deer coming back every time. And, you know, my, my the caption I put up was like, would you buy a product that will bring these animals back to a certain location over a hundred times during the season? Would you buy it? Heck yeah. <laughs> of Sold. course you would. Sold. Of course yeah, you would. You, you got to leave it? it out there. Take my money now. Well, yeah. well, they, you know, they would buy it if it wasn't synthetic and it wasn't powder. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. That is what the you, thing. What are you going to do? It's funny, like, <laughs> you're, you know the product and you know your customer because you can say that, like, this is why, probably why we don't sell out everywhere is because, one, guys are weird about synthetic. Yeah. Guys are weird about scent. That's just the way it is. It'll probably always yep. be that way with certain people. Um, I'm kind of, I'm morphing over to, to the scent side. I've kind of, I was for the longest time. I'm like nothing, not using anything. Sounds but like Kurt might use a crankbait next year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but you know, we had the, uh, Dave and Jeff Lindsay on the podcast and I know they use the, uh, the product and it's like, those guys are always on big deer. But that's how this industry is. If one of your buddy uses it and they're like, Oh, I love it. Then you're going to try it. Yeah. We say it all the time. Word of mouth is the most powerful thing yes. in the hunting industry. Yep, absolutely. You know, and, and, and for here's, sure. but here's the thing too. I mean, you know, if you, if you say, ah, well, even if you're a skeptic and you try it, I was like, ah, well, it, it doesn't, it doesn't attract deer. Well, it certainly hasn't, you know, pushed the deer away because if you've put that product on and the deer is still checking it, even if you think it doesn't work, it's not pushing them away. Well, and the you've thing got video though, too proof, is, you know what I mean. So, well, the thing is though, too though, like I I put it on a scrape uh, yesterday close to my stand, but I don't have a camera over it. Well. I might walk by that scrape, and I don't, since I don't have a camera over it, if all the activities happen at night and the deer are still in the area, I might think, well, it's not working, but I'm going to, this next week, I'm going to make some scrapes or find some existing scrapes and put a camera over it. Well, if it's all at night, like what Mark brought up, okay, even though all the scrape activities at night, that deer's still in your area. He's mm-hmm. more killable than in that area than he was on the neighbor's property. Uh-huh. Well, it's nice too because yeah, absolutely, it, it's nice too because it's a powder, so you'll be able to tell if that dirt has been worked or not. Like with the right. liquid, at the liquids, it's just going to soak into the dirt. So you're, it's you, like an evidence. Like you a never crime know. Scene. You, it it could look <laughs> a little bit different, but you don't really know. <laughs> no, it, it, it's true. But um, I, I will tell you a, a funny story. Um, you know, we've uh, over the you know the course of the last four or five years. We've had guys, you know, on social media go, yeah, I put it out. It hasn't worked. And, and my first question is, well, are, do you have a trail camera? Well, no, I don't have a trail camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, how do you know it's not working? Well, because there's no prints and there's nothing there. Yeah. And I, like, I, well, okay. I, yeah. 
I didn't win the lottery, guys. Um, well, did you check the winning numbers? Nah, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you should open the newspaper or something and take a look and see what you did. They're not going to call you. You know, you're not going to have bucks like, hey, dude, uh, really like what you put down there. Um, you know, you squeeze it out of that squeezable yellow golf ball. So I was really happy. <laughs> no, son, you got to like, you know, it's it just it, there's some people that you're yeah, like, well, it didn't work because I didn't see deer. Well, cool. You know, like I, it's <laughs> there's some people that'll make you scratch your head sometimes, and I, <sighs> some products require a little bit of follow up. Yeah, right. Well, sometimes yeah, and, and, and and you know what? If you if you've never really you know had any experience, in, you know, paying attention to what a natural mock scrape is, what kind of licking branches that they're using in your area, you know, where they're doing this, you know, it, it if you're not paying attention, you know, it's hard to it's hard to do it, but you know, some people think, I mean, our stuff, you know, it's not magic. I mean, some people do say, well, do call it magic powder, but, uh, you know, you can't just put it on a, you know, you can't just put it on, uh, on, on, on the loco, the, <laughs> on the, the Christmas tree in the living room and think that deer are going to come running. You know, you, 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 you got to put it. You got to put it in the right areas, um, and you know, deer particular on what trees they like to rub and scrape on, and it changes from all over. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think their favorites are are oak trees, um, but they love pines. They mm-hmm. love uh, they love mm-hmm. apple trees. They love That's locust good. trees. So you know those thorny ones. Yep. Uh, they look they look nasty. Like you don't want to get to a uh, or have. A couple too uh, too many adult beverages and then run into one of those to come out right. uh, not looking too good. But uh, but you know it, it, it's it's kind of amazing. Um, you know the the Lindsay's that was uh, that was pretty cool. Um, you know we met uh, David and Jeff uh, the first time ACA uh, last year and. Uh, you know, I, these guys come from the jury school, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> I don't want to get in any trouble, but I would say that Mark and Terry are probably the biggest non-scent guys in the industry. Hmm. Now, um, I don't know. I don't want to get in any trouble. They might be sponsored by somebody. But uh, <laughs> no one <laughs> listens to this podcast. Oh, no, yeah. worry, no worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh good goodness! <laughs> but you, you, you know, I don't, I don't know. But um, you, you know, you'll never see them, you know, using a, a scent or an attractant um, on their shows. At least I haven't seen them. Maybe they do. Yeah. But uh, knowing that Jeff and David came from that school of thought, my first question to them was, guys. Um, I'm pretty sure that you're kind of nonsense guys. And they, they kind of looked at each other and they looked down at the ground. You could see they're getting a little uncomfortable. Right. And, uh, no, no, we, no, we're, we're, yeah, we're guys. I'm like, guys, you know, it's okay. You can be honest. I, I get it because I was a nonsense guy five years ago. Absolutely true and true. And, uh, so, uh, basically it has been my mission in life is to, get those two guys those probably the, the two guys that kill the biggest deer in the industry i mean they are well yeah really, i mean really, really good hunters my our biggest deal was to get these guys to try our product and get them to believe in it mm-hmm. i mean that was 
that was more important to us to get the Lindsay's to believe in the product than it was to, you know, sell out this year. Because right. those guys are influencers. And if they can use a product and uh, show it work and then become believers, you know, they're they're telling guys like Greg Ritz and, <clears throat> you know, Kyle Weeder and, and all these guys, they're, they're telling people, holy crap, this stuff, uh, this stuff is legit. Right. You know, it's a big deal to us. But, um, you know, uh, Jeff just sent me a bunch of... Uh, uh, trail camera footage uh, on Mox Grapes. I just posted on on Facebook a couple of minutes ago, mm-hmm. and you know, just giant deer coming back over and over again. So, you know, now now they're now they're believers. But you know, I I, I would have to say that January when I met them, they were like, uh, yeah. This stuff isn't gonna work. <laughs> that, that's funny too, because uh, like I think that the Lindsays killed the biggest deer out of all the Dream Season teams. Like they're always on big deer, and and man, yeah. we had Dave Dave Lindsay on like three or probably three weeks before that. We had Jeff Lindsay on, and they are just some of the best guys in the industry. David oh, yeah. David is a classic guy. You know what I mean? Like one of those. No doubt. You know, old no you just, timer guy. You just guys. wish you were related to him. Yeah, right, you're right. just like, you're like, dude, I, you know, man, I just say when I Why can't you up, be like my cool uncle yeah. or like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's so glad, just the stuff he's like, oh, so polite and so, pr- such a great guy. And, you know, if those guys are swearing by it, you know, if that doesn't make you a believer, well, then yep. you ain't going to believe yep. in nothing. Yeah, it's just well, kind of Honestly, like what I right. said earlier, that's what got us into your product. And I was like, man, we got to get right, him on a right. Eric, Eric actually, right yep. after we had the Lindsay's on the day after Eric texted me, I was at work in a tractor in the field. He's like, man, we got to get these guys on, man. Like, I seen the Lindsay's are using it. We, we got to <laughs> well, talk to these guys. Cause Jeff had in their Snapchat and one day, like three or four times. So I'm like, let's see what this is about and let's check it right. out. I, I think, uh, Dave, <laughs> I think I sent that to you in our email. I think I mentioned that we just did one with the Lindsay's and we'd like to have you on. I thought I did anyway. I was actually, I, yeah, yeah. You did. Right after Eric sent me that, I got on your website and emailed you right away. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's a good plan. Let's do it. Yeah. So, you know, and, and to take away from all this, you know, regardless if you're, you know, you're like, ah, I don't want to do synthetic or anything, the ease of the checker, if you just get the wind checker. Um, yeah, that's you a know, great Because I've, uh, I've used other products where they're like the plastic bottle and the squeeze ones. It, you know, it's, it's it a bottle. Puff. <laughs> you, yeah. Well, it doesn't you puff, so yeah, you got to sit there and shake it. But you know the the way that this this ball is designed. I mean, it, it legitimately looks like a golf ball, and you just open up and squeeze it and check mm-hmm. out the check the wind. And it's if you have a couple of them on there because they're all rubber, they're not going to be clanking around. So you know, if you That's even if point. you're like, ah, I don't want synthetic, check out just the wind checker itself because that's going to be the biggest tool for you. And that's one of the things I'd never See. leave the house without is a wind checker. Yeah. Really? That that's Boy. funny you say that too though, but I yep. I, I, yep. I have to dig for my wind checker. Normally I'm like super like I won't go to a stand of like unless the wind I know for sure is perfect. Like I'll never go if it's iffy. But sometimes I'll get my wind checker out, and I'm like, ooh, this isn't as good as I thought. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mine's always in my zipper pocket on my pants, so it always yeah. stays right there all season. Right. I got an alligator clip with a little plastic thing and a little string with a turkey feather on it, and I watch it blow. <laughs> and I use I use a wind checker, the duster, too. So this is going to be awesome. In fact, I'll tell you, well, what, tell you what my dad and I do. We each got pine trees at our house. 
So every year, you know, you like you said, sometimes the licking branch will get all torn up and broken, and then you know it's not might not find a great place for the location of the scrape. So we'll take two six-inch pieces of wire, cut a little branch off our pine tree, and go put the scrape wherever we want, 30 yards in front of our stand, and we'll wire the branch on there and then put, you know, a dripper or something on there. So I can't wait to use this because it's unbelievable. You put one of those pine tree branches, and those guys keep that thing clean all year long. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yep. Wow. Yeah. No, okay. my 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 uh, my favorite thing about the, the wind checker is oh my god, I'm kind of, I'm just so you know so cognizant of what's going on with the wind. But m- the biggest thing is you know from from, from the now you know AccuWeather and all the all the sites that are pretty darn accurate now. Um, it doesn't give you the thermals, and mm-hmm. too many of us don't really understand. Um, the thermals and and the big deal about that. Now, if you've ever gone elk hunting, if you talk to guys that have been in the mountains hunting elk or muleys, they know the wind and they will never, ever go hunting without a wind checker. But guys, us flatlanders, us Midwesterners that have never done that, yeah. we, uh, you know, we don't get a chance to understand how the thermals work. But, uh, you know, how many times have you seen it? Oh, my God, I was down just, you know, 10 yards dead down of these animals. And, and, uh, and, um, you know, oh, they didn't bust me. Well, they didn't bust you because the thermals are taking your scent right over above their head. Mm-hmm. And the wind checker gives you exactly what's going on with that thermal. But uh, I only understood that in Colorado while I was elk hunting. Because as soon as the sun goes down behind the mountains, uh, that temperature starts to drop. And the, uh, the, the, the basically the ground temperature takes your thermals down towards the ground. And then, then as the sun comes up and rising, and that, uh, the, the, the sun hitting the... <clears throat> the earth actually warms it. That actually takes your thermals up. Mm-hmm. But uh, the same same kind of thing happens here in, in, in the Midwest and all over the place. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm shocked that um, people you don't you don't read about you know or hear about people talking about thermals all that much. And clearly, in my mind, um, that's the most important thing. And you can't get the thermals from a weather report. You know, yeah, you can't. Right. You, you need some. You need something that will visually tell you That's what exactly the what air I was currents are doing. Yeah, my dad will always text me in the morning, and he'll be like, "Hey, I thought the app said it was going to be a north wind." And I said, "Wait a little bit longer. The sun's coming up, so that pushes those thermals down at first. You know, it gets colder right yep. away first thing in the morning." And it'll actually mess with your wind if it's like a four-mile-an-hour wind. It'll change it completely what the weather app says. Mm -hmm. And then the sun will come up another 20 minutes later, and boom, all of a sudden the wind's going what the the phone said it was going to do. So, yeah, you're (laughs) right with the thermals. It's a big difference. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a pretty pretty, pretty neat thing. Well, it's a highly Um, overlooked thing, like you just said, too. And um, our good buddy Clark uh, from Elites Respect the Game, he was just on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago, and he was uh, elk hunting. Was he in Colorado? 
Uh, yes, I think so. Who was he was with the uh, Western Clark, right? Yeah, Western. Yeah, West, Western Clark. I he, he, he was, was out, in Montana. Oh, I can't remember. He was out elk hunting, and he said the same thing. He's like, "Those guys are so crazy about their wind because the thermals and the yep. valleys." He's like, "We'll be in on an elk," and like he's like, "We're getting in the shooting range," and they're like, "Winds changing. We gotta, we gotta go. back out. We gotta yep. back. We gotta run." He's like, "We gotta run back out, and we're gonna loop around." He's like, "Next thing I know, we're in on this elk. We're turning around, running the other way to get around to where the wind's right." And I'm like. I've never experienced this before. Yeah. That's what he was saying, and it's just yeah. And he was saying that that wind checker never leaves that guy's hand. He's just all the time just puffing yeah. that thing. Well, that goes to show you that's why stand hunting doesn't really work out there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not kind of it's unique though. But um, yeah, I, I hear it a lot. You know that oh yeah, I don't I use a wind checker. Uh, I I got the the traffic reports and. You know, it's hard to, to you know, you don't want to, you know, shove it down somebody's throat, but you just, you just bring it up and just say, you know, well, you know, you kind of need them to, to get, a, get a read on the thermals because the thermals are changing all the time. You just don't know. You right. just don't know. Yep, very, sure. very critical. Well, yeah, David, we really, critical. we really do appreciate you coming in taking your time to do the podcast with us and, uh, it's definitely a, a different product, and I think it's definitely, sincerely to our listeners, it's worth checking out and giving it a try. Absolutely. Um, it's something different, and like you said, you know, people are skeptic, and it's cool that you recognize your market and why they might be iffy about the product, but I personally, that shows why it gives our listeners an even more reason to check it out, because you yeah. were a non-scent guy, just like a lot of <laughs> hardcore bow hunters are, and that's you know you've been in that situation it's and huge you the way you explain your story is you kind of changed your mind by surprise of the product it surprised you and that kind of shifted you over so uh, it's definitely yeah. worth checking out for sure yeah yeah for sure um i will leave you with one other thing um you know with all of our our, our trail camera footage we've compiled which is a lot we have never seen our products spook a deer. Wow, uh, that's that's man something. That's um, a big I statement. don't think. Yeah, I don't think any of our competitors um, can say that. Yeah, we have not seen it. We've never seen a deer spook from our powder. And this probably doesn't go old like the pee, right? I mean, it's once it's in that bottle, it should stay good, right? Is there a life, a yep. shelf life? Yep. Or? Doesn't doesn't. So that's, so bad. that's probably why they get spooked too, because of old urine. I mean, I took some out the other day and it was brown, and I got a new bottle and it was like, you know, yellow. yellow. And I was like, wow, what a difference! I'll tell you what, I took the lid, <laughs> I took the lid off this little container earlier and was gonna get a smell, so I didn't puff it in my own face. I spilled a little on my pants in the <laughs> bucketorium here, and Kurt's deer mounts are giving me the hairy eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff works good. <laughs> hey, it, it, it's bringing old bucks back to life. They're waking up like. Oh, this is heaven. <laughs> They're getting their well, you know, however it, many virgins. It, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it works good in, in the bars too. I mean, you, you guys have to see my. You have to you have to see my my girlfriend. She's really good looking. <laughs> that right there, that quote right there is just enough to try this product. Like. <laughs> 
Well, the thing is, too, like, if someone walked outside, because the Buckatorium studio is inside my house, but if someone walked outside the door right now, you'd be like, okay, yeah, these guys are real deer hunters. It smells it like, smells like oh, a yeah. deer farm in It here. smells like November <laughs> in, a, in the middle of the rut right yep, now, real yep. good in the in the studio. Oh, man, yes. <laughs> Beer cans and uh, dominant bucks and gonna, whatever else we got in here. Run around, <laughs> run around and puff it on all these guys. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I love, um, it. I love it. Yeah, Dave, I'm I'm excited to to try this. Uh, you know, I've got the advantage of um, of like a couple different properties to kind of kind of see you know how it's going to work on uh, these deer based on these deer, and I'm excited to see what's going on. Hey, I didn't mean yeah, to like perfect. brag you know, or anything. I Steve, just, like, sorry, I didn't mean. Steve's like, I'm I'm the best, and I can hunt any property I want. Get so. out of here! No, I'm, I'm I'm very blessed with what I got. You know, it's it's incredibly cool. But yeah, it's just um, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I want to see what yeah. what goes on with Can't this. Can't wait to yeah. use it too. Well, well I'm, I, I go ahead. I think you're going to be pretty. I think you're going to be pretty pleased, and I want to hear your feedback, positive or negative. I want to hear it all. You know, I I take uh, I, I I I'm very passionate about it and I really full-heartedly believe in the product and uh I want to I want you guys to become believers as well we so, got we got cameras on every scrape we did tonight so there should be some oh, feedback awesome. and I'll, I'll do something this next coming week and I know uh we all will um and we'll yeah. definitely we'll keep in touch with you we'll let you know and We'll send you pictures and all the feedback here, but uh, yeah, and you got to send us pictures of your girlfriend because we're yeah. interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all right, perfect, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, great, uh, great catch. Stick around on the phone real quick, uh, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this. Um, worth checking out. It's a product Absolutely. worth trying, um, especially for you non-scent guys. Come on, uh-huh. come yep. on over to the dark side. Yep, and. Right here. Uh, but we just want to say thank you to all our new listeners that have really piled in over the last couple of months. It's been really great. Yep. Um, the interaction online has been awesome. Um, yeah, if you guys have tried WinPro, you know, let us know. Go to our website, workingclassbowhunter.com. Find us on social media. Let us know if, if you've tried this and if you had any success or anything. Definitely. And then uh, thanks, you guys, for sending in the, uh, the luck of the podcast post of your success in the field. Uh, we love seeing that. We had guys uh, send a picture of a good buck <laughs> hanging. They all had bush lattes. Yeah, no, one awesome. guy had bush original. Uh, we see you. Bush heavy. <laughs> send, bush uh, heavy. <laughs> luck of the podcast posts are coming in like crazy. I'm trying to get them all posted, try to get them all added to the website. We really love that. Um, you guys want to add anything real quick before we go? Uh, no, just remember, guys, um, you know, with if you're in Illinois, it is shotgun season. But if you have a valid firearm tag, a valid FOID card, and you're on private ground wearing blaze orange, you are legal to harvest a uh, any deer, deer you want. Yeah, any deer you want. I was, <laughs> um, with with 150 your inches or bigger only. That's yeah, come on. Get real, guys. But with the legal archery equipment uh, that was valid in the first part of the season. So just remember that. Make sure you're not breaking any laws. All right. And, and if you're in Iowa, we're still going to be bow hunting. So <laughs> Nothing yeah. changes for you. No, nothing yeah. changes. Mark, you got anything? Either way. Nope, not really. Either way, you can go shoot your bow, right? Hey, there you That's go. Right. <laughs> All right, guys, we love you. Go shoot your bow. Thanks. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.